Hello, and welcome to Iacon Underground Radio for uh, July 17th, 2019, basically for the month of July at this point. Uh, this uh, is Jen. And David, we um, got behind. Kind of forgot. What was the last one? Yeah, I've, I've had drama going on in my life, and there's just, I don't know, the news has been kind of mundane, the comic has been i mean there's been good and important news that's happened it's just been like maybe one thing every week or two yeah so yeah so we will will do a real quick recap of some of those news stories and then we're going to talk about uh, san diego comic-con uh, which we are recording this uh, basically as all the preview stuff is going live. Yeah. Uh, oh, maybe right, if we get a chance next week. Pictures there. Uh, uh, oh, no, I guess we did see the picture. We'll get to that. Yeah. Maybe if we get a chance next week, we will do a post-SDCC episode, uh, assuming more things are announced. Probably. Uh, but, yeah, as of now, this is preview stuff. Uh, so, speaking of comics, uh, the first thing... Uh, which is actually out of, kind of out of nowhere, but also extremely exciting, uh, is that Viz is going to be publishing the old G1 manga, uh, presumably translated because it's not just G1 manga, the Japanese G1 manga that it's a thing we never expected would get licensed. Why? I mean, I'm glad, but it's weird and out of left field. Yeah, it's really, I mean, like, if IDW had licensed it, okay, yeah, maybe they're trying to get everything they could from Hasbro, but but Viz, who does manga, like lots of manga, most manga, kind of, well, most these days, popular <laughs> since Tokyo most of Pop stuff, imploded. Don't don't say that Tokyo Pop imploded quite long ago. They had shitty practices of screwing over um, American comic artists and writers and things well, yes. and, and they, they were trying to come they back quite possibly, <sighs> they quite possibly were responsible for borders going out of business that well yeah they probably didn't help no 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 Barnes and Nobles in the age. I don't think, but most of the manga I read is weird stuff that I think one of them is Viz but I don't remember which one I'd have to get up and check but yeah mm-hmm. Viz manga bringing us G1 ma- Transformers manga okay awesome that was a surprise. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing this is going to be more of like, uh, the, the like bigger collections like they did with say the, the Batman manga. So yeah. that it's not so much like individual, you know, like volume one, volume two, volume three, because you, it's okay. So it was, originally published in TV magazine in the eighties, uh, which was, basically just like a magazine they had in japan that had whatever the i guess uh shonen sort of stuff going on at the time was uh so they had like a transformers manga and some various other mangas uh the most interesting things there there have actually been collections of it in japan in recent memory i don't know what the current print status of them is but i've definitely seen them at botcons I mean, they're definitely, the ones that were made were official, but I don't know if it's, like, something that remained in print for any extended time. 
Probably uh, not. It, but it's a tie-in manga to some TV show that didn't originally start as a manga. It, it probably showed up once in print and then vanished. Although I guess Transformers might be a little bit more popular than your average anime, just here yeah. and there. But still, if it yeah. had a third I mean, I... printing, I would I would be really dubious. First printing, second printing, yeah. Printing. But there, there were definitely collections within the last, I, I'm very old, so I'm going to say 20 years, okay. uh, in, in Japan, but I don't know if they were more than one off or two off. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so one of the most notable things about the Transformers manga is that occasionally it was just absolutely batshit. Yes. Uh, <laughs> best part. It wasn't quite to the point that some of the Beast Wars mangas were, but like, there was this whole thing so in Victory, uh, there's there's Jan, who is this kid who the Autobots rescued and his parents died, and so they kind of adopted him. Uh, basically Deathsaurus has sort of a, an equivalent human child who is his son. <laughs> so. Yeah. It, it, it was weird and adorable, which, oh yeah, that, that would actually good I forget what it's like the, it's supposed to be up to a certain point in like the first volume they're putting out, but it was kind of far. It was like past just the G1 cartoon. Think him to victory, maybe? No. So, uh oh. And I think I, I just, anything. oh, great. Alright, so I'm just going to, we're going to pretend I was just nodding along yeah, to what you were saying about the manga. Yeah, manga, good. So yeah, I I am personally looking forward to uh, reading the story of Deathsaurus's human son. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, it's it's pretty, that was pretty exciting news. Everyone was very excited about it. Uh, it doesn't, they didn't explicitly say that it's being translated into English, but it does say for North American audiences, so... I it's assume from that... it's yes. yes. Uh so other news. Uh Red Wing was very briefly available. Uh yeah, the, for like the Red one, Seeker. Was it like two weeks ago for like one day at lunch that I missed. Yeah, on Target's website, and I believe you actually had to have a Target red card, like their credit card oh, to order it. I... I didn't, I, I thought some people ordered it at first without that. Maybe. But if you only needed a red card, cause I, I think it popped up again afterwards and then you definitely needed a red card. Ah, okay. Which I don't Maybe have. It. I do know that one of my friends on Twitter actually received it, so <laughs> it does exist. What did exist, it'd be nice if they make more and put them out somehow to buy. Because mm -hmm. I want one, cause I, I don't want to like that mold, but I have Starscream, and I really like that mold. Uh, it's I'm gonna, fun to transform. I'm going to have to get that. Uh, and, and that's something I'm going to bring up a little bit later, is that uh, part of why we, we haven't gotten a chance is my job situation has been tumultuous. Uh, but the upside is that I'm going to get a... I'm actually next week starting a very well-paying job that will give me lots of A-plus toy money. Uh, so prepare for a lot more toy reviews on here <laughs> because the limiting factor for that on my side at least has been income <laughs> yeah. so uh 
so everyone can look forward to me getting this fancy seeker mold like as soon as possible and probably siege optimus and definitely one of the several chromias who that have built up at my walmart that i felt very bad about when i was there today (laughs) she's i mean i didn't get her before because she i got moon racer and it's just it's so close they're so similar i just i have feelings about all the those the new females being just basically the same toy it's kind of annoying that that, that's news i don't think you put in the notes oh Um, yeah lancer yeah, Lancer, the the last of that group of fembots from that one episode of G1 is getting a The toy. search for Alpha Trion. Yeah. So, so Which yes. Which means I definitely have to get Nova Star now since the, the sort of candy-colored one is finally coming out. Yeah. Orange and purple. I guess if I'm going to have stupid amounts of a disposable income, I will abs- I should absolutely complete that combiner. So, so yes. And which, which mm-hmm. actually means that there are three official full complete sets of combiners that are all women robots. Nice. That's amazing. Well, admittedly, two of them, there's Victorian and the evil talker or repaint of Victorian. <laughs> yes. Who are all obsessed with their own individual Decepticon, which is weird. Uh, yeah, it's, that's very Japanese. But, but yeah, they do exist. That's, I mean, yeah, Lancer definitely is very brightly colored. Uh, I'm going to say she's the G2 slingshot of the set. Uh, cause if you recall, <laughs> the G2 aerial bots yeah. all had very nice, like, white and black and, and blue color scheme. And then yeah, slingshot had to be solid gold. I I choose to believe that this was uh, an intentional decision made in with his character in mind, <laughs> because he would absolutely oh, yeah. do that. Uh, so well, she- Lancer's orange wouldn't be so bad if it it wasn't with the purple, like a different yeah. color. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, well, it's, it's accurate. Uh, so yeah. yeah, that's that. That is something exciting and new that is out. Uh, I guess has anyone the pictures online of Lancer at this point are all just like uh, dubious origin, right? Yeah, they're all. Um, I saw one that was like in a box, like the same kind of box that like Redwing comes in. Mm-hmm. So she's an online exclusive of some sort. And I like know that, that but yeah, I, I think it's just one leaked toy. I Jumping no, okay. jumping ahead to SDCC, there was a picture of Entertainment Earth's setup, uh, and they did have oh. her. Oh, okay. So that probably points to her being an online exclusive to places like them and Big Bad Toy Store, maybe Amazon, uh, maybe Amazon via some other seller like that. Uh, but yeah, they uh, Entertainment Earth, at the very least, will be getting her. Uh, so, uh, also, the other one that they had uh, was, and this is another one I forgot, but, well, it's this sort of gets wrapped up into the SDCC stuff. Uh, but uh, Galactic Man Shockwave. <laughs> oh, right, y- yeah. Who, like, like he, he's the old Shockwave gray colors, which just looks like desaturated Shockwave. But he, he has Galactic Man, you could just barely make it out in the photos already, tampoed on top of his... Like, boob section. Yes! So he's a, a shack wave 
uh, homage, which is just like the most ridiculous thing to homage, and I love it so much. <laughs> well, I, just... I think the Galactic Man, the Galactic Man name was either on that original Shockwave or it was like on a knockoff Korean Shockwave. I'm pretty sure Galactic Man was on actual Shockwave, and I guess for for okay. a a quick primer for people who are not familiar with Shockwave. Uh, back in the 80s when Hasbro was, uh, you know, getting all these various toys from different toy lines to sell as Transformers, uh, Shockwave's toy also got licensed to, I don't know, directly to Radio Shack or just a company that made toys for Radio Shack. Uh, but basically, Sha- Radio Shack got a version of Shockwave's toy, but it was gray and it was called Galactic Man. And because it is convenient to do so, his fan name became Shackwave <laughs> because he was from Radio Shack. Uh, so he's that. So it's yes, it's a absolutely ridiculous thing to homage, and I love it. <laughs> so uh, that also. Uh, I think that was in the like Marvel's or not Marvel selects Hasbro selects mm-hmm. packaging, uh, but still probably Entertainment Earth had him on display, so uh, probably an online exclusive like that. Yeah. So yes, it's a very very exciting toy. Uh, uh, I guess stepping away from toy news for just a moment, uh, just because I wasn't thinking hard enough when I wrote this outline for the episode. Uh, Stan Bush released a <laughs> single. Uh, it, I haven't actually sat down and listened to all of it because it's just called it? the eighties. And frankly, <laughs> I listened to the first several seconds of it and it felt, I had two thoughts. One being that this seemed like a very good stranger things three tie in. Oh. Uh, with, which with, it may well have well, been. Continue that and I'll get back to it. And the yeah. other thing being that it seems like it's going to be vaguely embarrassing to actually listen. Well, probably <laughs> is. Well, may, maybe L- that's the thing. Maybe, maybe Stan Bush is trying to get on the soundtrack of Stranger Things Season 4. Although it, Stranger Things Season 3 did have... Well, the, the, there are minor continuity errors throughout it, the little nitpick thingies. But the one that stood out to me was they... Had Ultra Magnus in his scene, this season is set in the summer of 1985, and it's Ultra Magnus who doesn't show up until the summer of 1986. I would also, I, I initially... Also, he's strapped to a motor. Yes, I also initially wanted to argue that Ultra Magnus is not, like all the other toys were like motorized toys, and Ultra Magnus is, of course, not a motorized toy. But on the other hand, I could absolutely see Dustin modding his Ultra Magnus to have a, a motor, so... That may yeah, have just been sticking them on a like a little RC car or something. Yeah, that that could have been Dustin's custom modded Ultra Magnus a year to a year and a half before he should have actually had him. So <laughs> it was nice to see also um, Dead Eye from Star Ears, who would have yes. been out at that time. Yes, and who I believe is a a motorized vehicle. So uh, I forget if he moved. I don't know that he did shoot discs. I don't know. I never actually had one. I always wanted. Uh, I most he's a red dinosaur robot. Yeah, I've I've known people to be very excited about Star Ears, uh, but my my knowledge of them is primarily secondhand. Uh, so so yes, there's a, a Transformers cameo in Stranger Things uh, that was a little 
uh, confusing for for those of us who are a little too interested in these things. Yeah. Uh, also, I would like to point out that uh, our friend Rob from Stasis Pod uh, commented that the new Stan Bush song sounds like a Def Leppard B-side. So <laughs> well, that, take, take that as you will. Good. That's his input. Uh, so on, on toys again, uh, apparently, uh, I, I definitely understand the disappointment with this, uh, that Omega Supreme got delayed, uh, because I definitely have very fond memories of, uh, the BotCon, one of the last BotCons I went to out in San Diego, uh, where Metroplex, like, one of the big, maybe it was Big Bad Toy Store, one of the big stores had, a, like, a pallet of Metroplexes just like airshipped over so they could have them there. And then I had to buy a second piece of luggage to get out. <laughs> I literally did. Uh, so oh, not, but they, he had to get delayed cause like they were retooling cause he didn't, he didn't pass a drop test. I think was supposed to be the thing because yeah. like in the, the early pictures of him compared to the current pictures of the, what's going to come out, like his hips are quite different. Like it's the same idea, but the the design and details are all wrong. Yeah, it's it's clearly they they look similar at a glance, but if you look at anything very closely, it's it's a very different shape. It's obviously they remolded that, and that may be okay. So the drop test, the drop test oh, was yeah. introduced to the fandom <laughs> back into at Botcon two thousand one. Uh, because that was the reason that we didn't get, uh, the car robots re-release of Fortress Maximus, uh, was that he was no longer, that toy no longer, uh, was in keeping with American toy safety standards. Uh, yeah. specifically what they referred to without very much explanation as the drop test, uh, us being a bunch of 20-something toy nerds decided that what this must mean is they have to determine if it is safe to drop a toy on a child. <laughs> oh, that's what you guys... No, it, I don't know. I think so I heard about that like, it's like toy safety. <laughs> if it falls off a table, will it shatter into pieces is basically the rule. But right. You thought it... Well, at the end of this episode, that's going to come back and be funnier. <laughs> yes. It's basically, well, if, if it falls can it break into pieces that will become dangerous like if it's got an arm that just pops off that's one thing but if it gets has an arm that like breaks so that it's got jagged pieces then that that's not going to be good uh so yeah that botcon uh it it the hotel that year had a lobby that had like a second level with some open air areas that we would occasionally threaten <sighs> to drop test toys over the edge of. Oh, <laughs> oh, like the, they would do at G.I. Joe conventions with little parachute drops. Oh, yes. wow. There are so many Transformers that would be horrible and hilarious to watch do that. Yes. So, so that is the drop test. Uh, and I heard. I, I'm not sure if it's for certain that that was specifically what it was, or if it's just that the fandom is very amused by the concept of the drop test because of BotCon 2001. Uh, and that could be why his leg, it may have been that, like, the design for his leg broke 
you know, like there was a weak point there that it broke at and they needed to fix that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, unfortunately people are pretty disappointed because it had become sort of like the big exciting thing to get Titans during convention season. And, you know, we didn't get that yeah. this year, but it's, you know, it's, you gotta have this stuff be child safe. Uh, because even if you're not actually letting your child play with it, your child's gonna get in there and play with it. Even even if people might not always be buying these for children, your child's still gonna play with it. Uh, It'll come out when it's done, like good video games. Yes, like good video games, as opposed to Fallout 76. Anyway. <laughs> oh, as poor. opposed to Crunch Pressure video games. Poor Fallout 76. Oh, I'm gonna end up buying a Switch to play Animal yes. Crossing and shit. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, other toys! Buy the Switch. What, what is this? What is this uh, Autobot Alpha Strike Counter Force thingy? Okay, so that is the set that we talked about previously uh, that I was just super excited about because it had the inevitable G2 Sideswipe. Oh, right, that one. And the hideously redecoed was a slam dance. Yes, uh, it's got... So that's... Let me pull that up. The most important thing about this set is that the, yes. whether it's the photography or the kerning or what it is, on the package, Trenchfoot's name clearly is actually Trench Poot. So. Yeah. <laughs> Problems with kerning and fonts, yeah, that sometimes yes. that does happen. That's clearly Trench Poot is an adorable name. Trench Poot. No Trench Poot. Uh, so yes, they're actually calling, uh, the G2 Sideswipe Covert Clone. Uh, so, I mean, honestly, I already have the best G2 Sideswipe, which is the masterpiece because he's got the Yanniger Grimace. Uh, but I, I will definitely, again, now that I'm going to have stupid money, uh, I will probably be getting this just for that G2 Sideswipe. Uh, that has a slam dance and it has, uh, the aimless mold as trench foot. Uh, I don't think we have any news yet on where this is actually coming out. Yeah, uh, whether... no matter the, um, the one with, uh, was it Skywarp and. Oh, yeah. It was just Skywarp and some Target Masters or something. So that may be another. I'm I'm kind of wondering if the death of Toys R Us is, you know, is going to cause us to get stuff like this as these online exclusives now. Well, uh, as long as they're not like Red Wing limited release exclusives that are impossible to buy, I'd be fine if they show up at uh, Big Bad Toy Store and Amazon. Well, maybe not Amazon. Amazon is a, a yeah, problem I mean, for exclusive toys sometimes. Not not that this is an advertisement or a sponsorship or anything, but I have always liked the guys at Big Bad Toy Store. They're good people. Yeah. And Entertainment Earth. They're pretty good. We, yes. We actually know somebody that works there. Yes. Uh, we know Adam from Entertainment Earth. Uh, so, yeah, they're good people at both those shops. Uh, definitely, you know, not a bad place to be giving your money to for these toys. Uh, and... You know, they, I know, uh, Big Bad Toy Store has been one of the, like, most reliable, uh, vendors at BotCon for a very long time. Uh, so, so yeah, good people, good places to get stuff. Hopefully we will find something about that. Sadly, I, I know I went on on a previous episode about Firestormers. 
Uh, they are not called Firestormers. They are called Alpha Strike Counterforce, which just mm. sounds like a G.I. Joe. Yeah, <laughs> like random G.I. Joe generator. Well, it's like a subline that never came out or something. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, San Diego Comic Con. It, uh, it happened? Things? It's still happening? It is happening, yes. It is about to happen. It is imminent. Uh, the stuff that we've seen so far has been uh, preview stuff. I know one of the people posting uh, pictures from the display room on uh, Twitter was, was your favorite artist, Livio Raymondelli. Oh, uh, I, d- I did see he took a video of the, the last story we'll get to. Yes. I... I am so amused by these exclusive bot bots. <laughs> I, I love them so much. They're good. Wait, one of them was like Optimus Prime or something. I remember seeing them, but I'm one of the few Transformers fans that we know of who's not into bot bots. I mean, I like I, that they exist. I just don't need them. Yeah, I'm. I I love that they exist. Uh, like I've said before, I feel like there's just so much like joy and fun put into them i own like three of them uh so i'm not collecting them but i i really enjoy just them in concept and the the thing about friends the thing about the sdcc set is that it's basically convention themed oh Uh, right i did see that like they had an (laughs) autograph table that was in the artwork yes There's, I, I really love that there's a fish taco. <laughs> that's like an SDCC thing. What? Oh shit, wait, is one of them a burrito then? No, I think it's just because isn't there a place by the convention center there that has fish tacos that everybody goes to every year? So, I feel like I've heard to, that. I've been to California twice and those were always stopovers to get me to Japan. I haven't been to SDCC. Uh, of course, that San Diego BotCon was not near the convention center, though we ended up going near the convention center, uh, because one of our group had to go to, uh, Dick's Last Resort. Uh, but uh, there's like, there's an energy drink, and there's a backpack, and there's a camera, and there's, the book is redone as a graphic novel. Uh, but yeah, I'm, pretty sure i i have heard uh tales from sdcc of fish tacos being like a a big readily available thing that everybody ends up eating at some point uh so yeah there's there's camera and also yes there are some that are cosplaying (laughs) and one of them is cosplaying it's actually it's a cup of coffee cosplaying as optimus prime which i may have to get but then one of them's like a superhero and one of them's supposed to be a kaiju uh, so it's just the fact that it's convention specific stuff just gets me so yeah, I just love that so much uh, so other toys uh, there's basically there's been a huge pile of siege news uh, we got pictures earlier of uh, Astro Train and Ape Face and Sinister. Uh, yeah, I, I, were, were they just renders before? But now we're seeing the actual toys and shells. And mm-hmm. like 
I think there was a magazine that got pictures of the toys, but they were just like, you know, your basic promotional pictures. Uh, but now we are actually seeing them in the, the plastic. Uh, they're also going to have the double micromasters, which is pretty yes, amazing. I saw that. Not just that, the, the double micromasters that were in the IDW comics as the representatives of the micromaster playing at the, the cute little couple. Oh, what the hell they were? Well, they were like a truck and a tank thing. Yeah. Was it, was it Euler and now. Slide? No, there, they were also in it. No, it was the, the sort of drab grayish ones with purple accents. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that's, I forget their name because I'm bad with all names ever. Uh, I used to know every Transformer name until the MicroMasters happened. And then, then <laughs> like, that's where everything started to fall apart and stacked overflow just happened. Well, yes. Yes. It's the the set that's the uh, sort of dusky blue uh, with the very bright pink accents. And this is, that and Ape Face are, are where I come back to how much, the, the thing that like has really, really gets me on this very deep level is the color matching that you get with this the most recent few years of G1 homages, uh, basically at least Combiner Wars on up. But just like, I remember even just seeing like Cutthroat in the store and being like, that is exactly the colors he is supposed to be. <laughs> well, well, that's to the good and the bad because apparently they heavily rely on, on the Transformers wiki now. <laughs> which is why some toys are weird. Which is why I'm um, like... In the comic books, horrible was this weird yellow shade of gray. Because mm-hmm. for the longest time, one of his main photos was a yellowed toy. It's like no, it's, <laughs> oh, no, he's not. He's not that weird greenish gray yellow thing. Well, they they do seem to be pulling these pretty directly from the actual toys because yeah, that's they, like it's, they're better. You know, I was, I was talking about the, uh, Cybertron, or the, yeah, the Galaxy Force based, uh, Optimus Prime before, and how he has that, that very, there's like this sensory memory there of exactly what that toy is supposed to be, and seeing it just scaled down a little bit is, is weird and neat. Uh, and it's the same way with these colors. It's like, I, I, this color, I have this very deep association with this, this toy, and here it is, and you know it's this toy because it's this exact color. It's just, I don't know, it's one of those details, it's like the detail of Triptychon's little, like, inner feet things that he needed because he was an RC toy, cause he, or he was like, you know, a walking toy, and the Titan class one still has those even though he doesn't need them, but he's supposed to have them, so he has them. <laughs> I love that so much. Uh, so yeah, there, there are micromasters and the other very exciting thing is there's wrong. <laughs> yes. The, like, how, what I, I did, A, I didn't expect it like really ever get a wrong toy. No. B, I did not expect to get him as like a little target master or whatever. What the hell are they calling him? I keep forgetting because it's like a target masters. <laughs> Siege Masters. Battle Masters. Battle Masters, yeah. Those things. He, he transforms into as close as they can get a little toy to his 
IDW comic useless alt mode, but it shoots lasers out of one end. Yes, they they give him the little, uh, they give him like little blasters coming out of what are basically the bottom of his feet, and I guess put a handle on him, and it, it does end up feeling a little like uh, six shot submarine mode, where it's like we're just gonna put a couple things on here, and and this is totally what it is. Sure, it's fine. It's fine. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's great and it's so just perfect. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like he has more paint apps than I would expect for a battle master. Uh, oh, oh, I was wrong. The, the IDW, the little combiner micromasters in the IDW series in Windblade are, are the jets, not the little tank guys. Ah, okay. The ones we're getting are, um, Direct hit and power punch. Ah, uh, okay. For some reason, I was thinking of fire shot and vanquish. Were were I thought they? I didn't know they they were a plane. I guess I don't mm. remember if we ever see them transform in the IDW. Yeah, because <laughs> they were robots in disguise briefly. Uh, so yeah, my only. My only complaint would be that in the one they have so far, at least, which does look like a very early mock-up, he's very scowly. Yes, <laughs> he's just his eyes so are very angry. It's like, wrong, please, calm down. It's okay. Well, it, it was twofold great seeing the wrong toy. It's like, oh, it's wrong! And then seeing it um, this morning... Like seeing James Roberts saying that the first thing he saw this morning on Twitter was everyone telling him there's a wrong toy. Yes. <laughs> that must be so nice for him. I'm very happy for him and also happy for all the rest of us who weren't expecting. And it's great because it's not just like it's a, a, you know, they didn't just do like a, a redeco of some other thing and in vaguely the right colors and here you go. I mean, it's it's definitely, you look at it and you're like, that's wrong. That's uh, <laughs> our very it's good boy wrong. It's annoying that he's not like deluxe size, but mm -hmm. it's cool that he actually has his useless alt mode, which they pretend is useful now. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I like that they didn't force him into having, like, some car or motorcycle or something alt mode that they made him. Presumably, I mean, you can take the little blue energy beam things off and you can probably fold his yeah. handle away and there you go. Now he's this thing. <laughs> he's an ornament. Oh, I want to put him on my tree now. Put him on the Christmas <laughs> tree because he's an ornament. Uh, so that's that. That made me very happy. It was it was very nice to see that, and I'm glad that this presumably means that they haven't just totally written off all the IDW stuff at this point. They they haven't yeah, forgotten which is all good. that. But it, it was starting to feel like that, especially with, with the way the comic is relying on new designs of toys. And yeah. Although oddly bringing back some characters who were IDW exclusives. Anyway. <clears throat> anyway, more cassettes. Yay. I imagine chubby... someone is going to make a set of heads for him with different expressions. Because <laughs> you can't just I have don't... him being scowly all the time. I, I think well, most of those toys, the, the head does not move. It's just sitting there. So they... 
You probably have to recast half the toy. Uh, anyway, cassettes. We're getting a chubby yes. little rat bat and yes. a rumble or frenzy, whichever you want to call the red one, who is sort of like dwarf on golf proportioned. I'm I'm going to uh, I'm going to uh, make all my friends angry with me and say and and assert that he is frenzy. Uh, and I will further go on to uh, claim that it is classist to say otherwise, because I couldn't have, I couldn't afford lots of toys when I was a kid, so I go by the show colors, because the show was free. Yeah. <laughs> but his proportions are like, he's so much like the G1 toy, but his mm-hmm. legs are really, unless he's mistransformed, like, his hips are wide and his his like torso is very short. I really feel like there's got to be some more to pull out of his legs. Yeah, there. like his, I, his, I like feel like they have to pull out more somehow. But even then, he's still a stout little fellow. But the rat bat is amazing. That's a really good. <laughs> that's a really good rat bat. I will buy every rat bat you give me. Spinister is another really good example of their colors because he's that very bright. Very it's, bright pink and some purple weird. and some blue. It's weird and amazing that we have gotten now three recent spinisters all in the right <laughs> colors. Or wait, is it four? Because there there was a Botcon one. Mm-hmm. There was well, there was another one, wasn't there? I know I have one, but I guess he's on a shelf somewhere else. I'm Looking I'm blanking out, out because I didn't get a lot of toys recently. Was there a small one too? Shit. To the wiki. Go for it. So while you look that up, I will uh, also add that uh, apparently there there's a Seeker three pack uh, of the Rainmakers, Yay! Uh, and they're all very simple, bright colors, which looks kind of weird and knockoffy oh, on toys no. that size, yeah, but. That's part of the problem with them relying on the wiki. They're, the problem is the Rainmakers, the original episode, they're almost entirely primary bright colors, and these right. toys are slavish ideals to that, so they're bright yellow, blue, and green. And, and but not, not even like... Much. Could you add some? Not even variation. Mm-hmm. Not even like... No. Like dark yellow. And there is also a, a big pack, I think a 10 pack of MicroMasters. And uh, people have been trying to pin down exactly who all of them are. One of them may oh. be uh, Holy from Victory, again, speaking of. No, somebody somebody did figure that. Great, now i got to find another tweet. Is he Road Police? Because they're saying he's either Holy or Road Police. <laughs> Okay, while well, you look at that, I'll say spinisters. Yes, th- there was there was the Botcon spinister. There mm-hmm. was the Collectors Club subscription spinister, ah. and there was uh, um, a Target Master spinister that came with a uh, Nemesis Prime plus a Freon. Ah. So there are so many spinisters, <laughs> and we're getting another one that looks like the best one yet because he 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 has. His original toy packaging art matching. Both of his legs are a helicopter cockpit for no reason. 
Yes. Not just the halves of the helicopter cockpit, complete both sides of the helicopter cockpit. Each one is an entire <laughs> helicopter cockpit. I Why? But I love it. So those MicroMaster sets uh, look to be headed for Target, uh, based on some people having yeah. apparently seen some stickers out for them already. Well, yeah, there, there uh, so, were supposedly stickers for that in the, the Seeker 3-pack. Yes. Uh, so those will be, again, exclusives to one of the few toy places that actually still wants exclusives. So, oh, shit. yeah. I thought, uh, I thought that had names in the thing I thought. Never mind. What, you thought what had names? Well, no, the one I linked, I thought I, I thought it was actually listed the names in the small text because I didn't zoom uh. in. It just says the TF Wiki font. It's like, it's where the pictures are from. Damn it. Yes. Oh. Uh, people are still figuring it out because the pictures that are available of them so far are just not... They did not focus on taking sharp, clear pictures of the character breakdown, uh, or of the character breakdown, who is not present. But but they're all Sorry. pre-existing little MicroMaster. They do movies. seem to be all based on some Japanese ones, uh, but yeah, like Holly. definitely, yeah, like Holly or Holly H O L I. Uh, so shall we get to the the main event for the toys? Yeah, the, the big one that, uh. Drumroll. I, I mean, it's kind of inevitable, but, well, uh, when Hasbro did whatever the hell they're calling the Through the Pulse, they're online. HasLab. Yeah, they're, HasLab. They're equivalent of a Kickstarter to make a toy. When they did Jabba's Sail Barge, for Star Wars, Everyone's second thought after seeing, oh, that's neat, I don't need it, was, oh, this is how we're going to get a new Unicron. <laughs> and Do you so know how much Jabba's sail barge was? I, I, oh God, it was like 500. I didn't pay that much attention. I think, okay. I think it was, I, it was less, but not by a lot, than Unicron is. Okay. I don't pay that much attention to the Star Wars toys stuff as much as I like the I, movies. Well, we know somebody who got it, and I don't think they've unboxed it yet. <laughs> it's big. You gotta have a whole basement for that. Well, that, that plus uh, we moved. So, yes, there is a new... They're, they're doing this crowdfunded uh, Unicron, which is enormous and like $580. I, I think somebody actually paid for it, and with shipping and tax, or tax, no, I think with the pulse it's free shipping or whatever. With tax, it was like $620. Okay, I thought it was like 601 after all that was, but maybe that's state by state. Uh, but yes, it is approximately $600 worth of Unicron. Uh, it is yeah. huge. Uh, there will be many, many pictures of it available from San Diego Comic Con because they do have one on display. Uh, two on display, I two guess, on display, because it's they in have both modes. Because yeah, yes, it, it, and we get to see what his ass looks like because he's carrying a lot of kibble in robot mode on his yeah. le on his legs and his back, which but is understandable. Compared... But it looks like a lot of kibble. <laughs> Compared to the kibble of previous Unicrons, it's, it 
it's not that bad. It's at least it like folds up in itself properly. It does uh, fold, but I wonder about the fold because like the, the Unicron we got, the Armada one, not the the G one one that never actually came out. Like <laughs> most of the shell was like in two big pieces, and they just sort of swung out of the way, and you didn't have to worry mm-hmm. about panels everywhere. This is panels everywhere on the legs and a few big panels on his back, where I'm guessing is where the bitey mouth that actually you can turn and it opens and closes, which is cool. Yes. It's, it's and amazing. it does kind of look like his arms actually do transform like they do in the movie. They come out of the back end and split apart. and it's. Uh, I like the attention to detail, but... What is the secret of the evil planet Unicron? He's so freaking expensive. He's really big, which is nice, but also really big where you gotta put the damn thing. He yeah. needs to stand in both modes, basically, because he's, I think they said 19 pounds. He weighs as much as a small child. And yes. if you use the drop test on him and drop him on a small child, it will kill the... You could kill an infant with this toy. <laughs> Disclaimer, please do not kill infants with this toy. Please do not. Especially since he's pointy, although they're probably mostly soft, rubbery. He's it's very funny. pointy. Um, I like him in concept. I... I don't need him, especially not at the price. I mean, if I was making a shitload of money, yeah, maybe. But mm-hmm. and I had a place yeah. to display him. I need a whole think, cabinet just for him. I've been kind of joking, kind of joking, uh, that that fate uh, made me lose my old job so I could move ahead and get a significantly better job that would pay me enough to buy this Unicron just in time to buy this Unicron. <laughs> I will be making enough money to buy this Unicron, and hey, I don't have a kid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've also heard lot- it referred to as you know, like deluxe class and leader class. I've heard this referred to as divorce class. <laughs> yeah, which is like, I mean, it's not that there are there have been more expensive Transformers. Like, there's how much are those have like there, giant? Not transforming ones. There's like the giant metal um, live action movie toys. Like there's a big ass Megatron. I think it's like seven hundred. I thought, or maybe I just remember. Okay, I I don't know if I would count those because that sounds more (gasps) like the sort of movie prop class of thing versus like toys. I this this is is still a toy but it's all being sold to collectors so it probably doesn't have to pass the drop test as much but he's, um, it probably has I've, I'm guessing he's got a lot of looking at the picture I am it looks like he's got a lot of spikes on him and yeah. they're probably yeah, I guess it'll spikes. the question is are those spikes going to be rubbery because if those spikes are rubbery then yes he is being held up to child safety standards if they're not rubbery then no he's not being held to child safety standards. Uh, so that's really all you'd need to check on is is whether his spikes are rubbery. Uh, but yeah, yeah but he's... he's uh, I haven't made a decision on whether I'm buying him yet, but I, I am definitely kind of leaning towards <laughs> spending my first... Not even my first paycheck from my new job, just a portion of my paycheck from my... My first paycheck from my new job... Because it 
pays pretty well because I live in a I live in the edge of a very, very high cost of living area, but the edge of it where the cost of living is not quite so bad. So I can like be further out from the city and not have to pay as much, but still get paid like I was living closer to the city. It's sweet. So yeah, I, I may be getting this, but also I do not have a family. (laughs) I, I don't want to think about, I guess if it's, he does weigh more than my cat, so my cat might have trouble actually pushing him off a shelf. Yeah, what well, depends upon how stable he is in robot mode. The, the platform he's on in planet mode is really thick. It's, it's weird because, like, the one because there's the pre-production one when they were figuring out how to make the thing, and then there's the actual one on display. Like, the one on display doesn't have his pointy chin beard, but. Was there a thing like he's supposed to have multiple faces or something, maybe? Oh, maybe. So I maybe mean, he that, has the pointy chin. At that price face. point. Sure, yeah. He should have like five different faces. He should be like a nendoroid. Yes. I, I, think... I don't think his his tummy that should be translucent, I don't think it is. Oh. The glowing red panels. His That's feet sad. aren't quite like the, the movie. It's like one of my favorite things about the movie that the Armada one doesn't do is, like, he has the four clawed feet in the cardinal directions. This one doesn't quite have as many spikes. Like, the side spikes aren't that big. So I, I'm, I'm mostly trying to talk myself out of wanting this toy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't... I can't afford it. And uh-huh. it looks neat. He's a little chubby, though, but it's like... <laughs> all my complaints are like, I don't need it. Do I? No, no, I don't need it. I'm just thinking, like, knowing myself, it's like, what else am I going to spend that money on? Like, I don't know, hiking equipment I'm not actually going to use. Like, I have oh, a yeah, tent. It's, I bought a tent. It's, oh, you already got the tent. I was going to say it's this or a tent, but you got one. No, my, my tent was like $80 on a very good sale at REI. So my tent was significantly oh, cheaper than this toy. $600 is like an extremely high-end backpacking tent like you would buy if you were going to climb Everest. Well, well <laughs> or maybe I'm just thinking of bigger tents. Yes. So it's it's very tempting. I will point out that I did own the old uh the the Unicron like cold cast statue that was a thing many years ago. Uh so I I have been known in the past to spend too much money on Unicron related <laughs> merchandise. Yeah, I I got the That was like the big that was like the big stupid expensive Unicron thing a very long time ago. Does, does this have electronics? Do we know? This I I don't think we know. Mm. Uh we will probably know by the end of the weekend. Uh but yeah, like I said Livio Raymondelli's Twitter has a little turnaround of it at this point of him basically just walking around it at the display at the convention. Uh, if he so. doesn't have a button that you can press in planet mode that plays the song that plays as he first shows up in the movie, oh. I consider this toy a failure. I love that. That music is so good. That's the most epic. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's good space scale music. 
Also, just as an aside, uh, someone has already photoshopped his mouth onto a flashlight. So, <laughs> good job, the internet. Wasn't that walkie? I don't just find it. I didn't know if he made it or if he found it, but he he did share it at the very least. Yes, and I had to share it on other discords because I saw it. Share it with everyone. (sighs) So yeah, speaking of potential toy reviews that we can do on this podcast now that I will have more than a part-time Starbucks income, uh, a plus there. Uh, so maybe, I don't know, I'm still on the fence. Uh, you can encourage or discourage me on Twitter. Uh, but like I, like I said, I think it's kind of funny that it lines up so perfectly with when I happened to actually, like, this came along just as I was able to afford it. So I'm like, no, I kinda, kinda feel like I have to. Like, fate wants me to own this stupid, stupid, enormous toy. (laughs) I love it. It's so pretty. Anyway. (laughs) So, uh, shall we take a moment to talk about comics? Yes, I guess. Quickly sort of talk about, because I will say very briefly. What? <clears throat> I will say very briefly. I read Transformers Ghostbusters number one. Uh, I yeah. deeply appreciate them using the movie background image yes. for the uh, the background of Gozer's portal. Uh, other than that, it was definitely adequate. Uh, it I, fell firmly into adequacy. I liked it. it, it the art was very G one cartoon looking, and then. The, the stuff on Cybertron was awesome and ridiculous. Yeah. But but then I, then we get to Earth and it's Ectotron and it's like, eh, it, it's okay, it, it's set up, it doesn't really go anywhere, but it's going to be, what, five issues? Yeah, I should, pro- I mean, I'll probably keep reading it and see if, like, anything totally wacky happens, but it does just sort of feel like a thing that was done because they wanted because it needed to be made as a tie-in and not because it was a story that needed to be told. Mm. So, yeah, we've got three issues have come out of the new ongoing since we recorded last, and they were so exciting that we didn't feel compelled to stop what we were doing and talk about them. The problem is, like, you could summarize... Unless we ramble, we should not ramble. You could summarize all three in, like, the time it takes to summarize most single issues of the the last series. Because, like, stuff Bumblebee said because friend died. Investigation that's going nowhere. (laughs) Cyclonus talking to his ghosts, and he runs into Flame War and Shadow Striker, which are the best parts of the comic, because stuff is happening. To be fair, an unreasonable amount of stuff occurred in any given issue of More Than Meets the Eye, so I kind of feel like that's that's a very high standard. Uh, but oh, yeah, yeah, it's not very much. Is This is like the opposite. Not very much happens. So yeah, Bumblebee decides he wants to go join the Centicons for some reason. Uh, Flame War and Shadow Striker fight with Cyclonus. Uh, there are these ghosts that do seem to actually be ghosts that just that only he can see because I don't know he's psychic. Uh, there's more Except, Freud in issue eight. Yeah, there, there's more disturbing Freud and and I don't think Freud can see Cyclonus's ghosts, but he 
he get he says a line that that's like, "Oh, you have ghosts with you," essentially, like spiritually <laughs> at least, if not physically, seeing the damn things. I mean, yeah, it's entirely possible that this is something that only he can see for some reason, either to do with mental health or psychic abilities. Uh, Also, I think it's funny or interesting or something that Cyclonus just absolutely blows up half of Freud's office and nobody cares. (laughs) Like, I feel like that shouldn't be as brushed off as it is, even if it's clear that no one likes Freud because he's creepy. But that scene was like, oh, this this was a little bit of the fun we would get from James Roberts because, like, Freud's like, oh, no, I can get up myself, I'm fine as he's crawling out from underneath the rubble. Like, that was a good comedy beat in the background of yes. I don't give a shit about most of the stuff in the issue. Yes. Well, no one likes him because he's weird and creepy. Which is and not, he shouldn't right. be here because his, his design aesthetic does not fit with anybody else. Yes, that that is also true. And again, not Granted, very much else. Most everybody else is from like three different toy lines, but he's a knockoff of a different toy line. Altogether, he's prime sound wave based. It's weird. He's so gangly. In in a side plot line, Megatron goes to visit Termagax, who is the founder of the Ascenticons, and she's basically living what I feel is one's best life here, ignoring yeah. everyone and not caring about anything. <laughs> yeah, she she's in a metal ivory tower of her own doing science experiments, and if you squint, she just kind of looks like Omega Supreme. I could see that. And talking about how she now she gets to choose what she cares about, and I'm like, this is these are goals here, living in the middle of nowhere and not having to care about anything happening in the rest of the world, and not having people bother you for the most part. A plus, yeah. I appreciate her lifestyle. But yeah, it's not not a lot going on again. Uh it's nice to see Shadow Striker and Flame War even though they just sort of seem to be here for I don't know. Well, not they're just... like those were the characters that had to play this role. They're just some characters they wanted to put in. Yeah, they're they're just henchmen, one one incompetent, one overly competent. But at least it's nice to see them. It's nice to see Flame War do anything that's outside of Club stories. <laughs> Outside of TNA. Yeah. Or that time she dressed Japanese. up as Megatron. Yes. Uh, again, Anna Malkova's art is pretty great. Uh, Beth McGuire Smith's art is pretty great. Uh, Angel Hernandez is still... I Yeah, that's the weak link. Kind of got that sort of blockiness. Basically, if you're on a page and the characters seem to be, like, animated and expressive and you know, the the page layout was done competently, it's probably one of the other artists. I know, I'm mean. I'm t- this is how I lose my job. <laughs> being just unreasonably honest. What's well, not bad. It, it, her, her art is better than Livio Raymondelli. It's still stiff. But at least yeah. I, I don't hate it. Yeah. Yeah, there's that. I just prefer the other two. 
So for issue nine, I just want to note that the A cover, like, doesn't have, it has one character, it has one character who actually appears in the story. Yep, it, it's, I, I feel like that should have been on a later issue. It's a nice cover, because by, um, who is that by? Shoot. There's six characters, and, uh, let's see, does that not show or, who? Or Corrales? Is it? I guess it's not showing, because normally there used to be, like, on the credit page, it would say who did all of the different covers. Well, it should be somewhere. I, there's a signature, but I can't quite make it out. Yeah, same. Well, that's disappointing. I'm sure it can be found out somewhere. I'm sure it'll be on, it's probably on TF Wiki already. Someone's yeah, figured that out. I Oh, it's annoying because I know it's somebody I follow on Twitter. <laughs> Just, yeah. I'm not sure who. So the B cover is actually relevant to last issue. Uh, and yeah, the well, C cover is basically oh, yeah, just Guido Guidi doing a scene from Five Faces of Darkness, which again, yeah, it, has nothing to do. Every with one that. of the Guido covers has been like, I'll just draw something. Yes, I'll just draw what I feel like and not something relevant to this comic at no, all. It's just, it's just annoying that the A cover like has nothing to do with the issue. Yes, the, the A cover is also not related to this comic at all. Uh, so yeah, we have a brief, uh, appearance from Geomotus again. Uh, you know, just sort of being there. Uh, not actually literally not being there. He's, he's just a projected communications hologram. Uh, there's Sideswipe, who I like. He just wants, to, he just wants to get in a fight. He wants to use these weapons that he is pretty sure he knows what they did because he read about them somewhere. Uh, Prowl gets all proper modern interpretation of Prowl, and I thought this well, guy was going to be Rat Trap, but he is not Rat Trap. Yeah, he's, um, what was his name? Hardhead or something? Head? Headlock. Headlock, aka. Someone went to a Transformers name generator. <laughs> Which actually, he's, he's an interesting little design. Right? Like, for what yeah, it's not there. a... He's just, he's just an excuse for Prowl to be a violent cop. Yeah, he's he's there for Prowl to have somebody to beat up on. He reminds me part Rat Trap and part the old guy on the speed planet in Galaxy Force slash Cybertron. Whose name I'm blanking out on. Oh, yeah, I have his... No, maybe I don't have his story. I think I have a redeco you know, of his story. The old guy. The box. Yeah. But, but, yeah, there's just... Uh, they go into... I guess something does actually happen. Uh, because when Blade and Chromia leave Sideswipe out to guard and they go down into this base that Cyclone has found, uh, Six Shot is there. Uh, Six Shot is sadly not the horrifying monstrosity that he has been in previous incarnations. He's just a moderately powerful dude. Uh, they find a bunch of conspiracy-related things. Uh, there's Energon tubes that someone has been sending them Energon through. Uh, they didn't uh shield it properly so they've got records and they need to get into the records but also the Decepticons are going to blow the place up 
Uh, it's literally the only people there who haven't evacuated yet are just Six Shot and Shadow Striker and Flame War, so you don't even get to see, like, who else is involved. Uh, Barricade is here being an asshole cop, uh, which is funny because <laughs> now we just have two asshole cops. <laughs> it's like, did, if you're gonna have Barricade, do you really need Prowl to be like Prowl? But I guess. Yeah, no. Well, well, well the problem, uh, I hope it's not trying to do the message like, oh, Prowl's a bad cop who gets things done, and, but Barricade is a bad cop who's bad. Whatever. <laughs> He's the bad cop who gets things done and the bad cop who does not get things done. Well, yeah, because he's leaving the force. Yes. Eh, I'm retired. So, so there's that. He's, Barricade is going to join the Ascenticons and, uh, then there are explosions. They fight with six shot. Nothing explodes as much as it seems like it should, as they seem to be leading up to. Uh, there's there's more abusing flame war, which is kind of sad. Uh, it, and then they blow yeah, up face the end. Smacked around. It, it's except for six shots smacking her. Like flame war, just kind of being an incompetent henchwoman. I kind of like. Mm-hmm. Like she's all talk and completely useless otherwise. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, that was about an issue worth of stuff in three issues. So, very exciting. Uh, but yeah, we've got, speaking of three, we have three issues of it left, and I guess we'll see what happens from there. Yeah, if something uh, happens, guess, and if the series even continues, or if we get an entirely different writer and it just reboots again. Uh, I, uh, stop rebooting. Stop. Stop. It's like a malfunctioning computer. Stop rebooting yourself. It's gotten better, (laughs) but I still don't care about it. The the, uh, comic book blue screen of death. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, it, again, it's sort of, it's continuing on. Some things are happening, but maybe not enough things per issue are happening, and it's still just sort of like there are mysteries, but we're not really... Basically, the the pacing is just needs to be better. Yeah. The pacing all around just really needs to be better. I think it's trying to be procedural, but it's so slow about it that mm-hmm. I just don't care. Or, or at least it doesn't have enough interesting bits of like, shit you care about. Like Cyclonus' story, okay, I kind of care about that. And then Flamore, that's a little bit interesting. But the problem is there was Rubble, which... End up wasting five issues. Like, yeah, and any and your emotional investment. Yeah, like like that you're trying to get an emotional investment that way, and then killing them off. Okay, it's it's a trope, but whatever. We can deal with that. Problem is, it was five or was it six issues? Yeah, it was five issues, and then he yeah, dies. And then like, it took too. There long. was an issue that was I thought was actually fairly decent, and then it went. Oh back yeah, the good to one it. with. Optimus and Megatron, which was it's Optimus and Megatron again, but it, it was, I get, yeah, I guess it was probably the best one so far. Yeah. Even though it was just Optimus and Megatron again, which I guess says a lot. But you know, it's, it's continuing on and we'll continue to read it. Uh, you said you got some cards with yours. Oh, Tell me about yeah, these the, cards. The actual physical ones, they come, 
ooh, they come in a plastic bag as if they're a dirty comic. But they're not. They're, they're just stuck <laughs> together. Like See, you're getting... I wouldn't... I wouldn't make that association because I remember comics in the 90s and that's just like, you know, adjectiveless X-Men number one or Death of Superman or Batman 500. Well, that's, well, well, the thing is, like, I haven't gotten a comics in any bag in a long time. The last time I remember getting any was when I still had a subscription to Shonen Jump. Because that, that's a big comic that would come in the mail. Mm-hmm. And that would ha- sometimes have Yu-Gi-Oh cards or other things stuck in the bag. But hey. going to a comic book shop, if I see a comic in a bag, that means it's dirty. <laughs> and I, that's yeah, not what I want to buy. <laughs> see, I, I guess the thing is the, I guess the thing is the comic shops that I went through to that had dirty comics just put like a divider in front of them so you couldn't see the cover. I don't oh, yeah. think well, with some they of them, actually bagged them. Well, for a while, like they'd have like a like a black strip over like half the comic or something to hide it behind the shelf. But I don't even remember the last time I've actually even seen any that were in a bag that was just a regular comic at the shop. You know, yeah. like bondage anyway. fairies. I just want to name. I just want to randomly name drop bondage fairies. Uh, well, every once in a while, somebody does resell their old comic books and they end up on those higher shelves. And I don't yeah. think Bondage Fairies has been there, but there's been some odd things uh, there. What was, there was something recently that I actually thought, oh no, it was uh, Appleseed that I thought about getting recently, that they got like uh, four collected versions of that. Anyway, uh, the comics, see, uh, one, two, three, four, Bondage five, Fairies was probably six. the best known adult comic, like, when I was 18, so it was yeah. the one that was like, ooh. I have a friend who got an issue and said that he had he would never look at rhinoceros beetles the same way again. Oh, <laughs> oh, that was that one. Yeah, no, no. Let's stop talking about the ca- cards. Each package comes with six little, <laughs> I guess they're action or weapon cards you attach to other cards and, and they do attacks or add defense but each one comes mm-hmm. with an oversized like double-sized character card that Ooh. is twice the size of the other cards which means it does not fit into a standard card sleeve or really I, anywhere I, like the convenience of normal cards is you can stick them curious. in a, a card box card sleeves you can stick them in your pocket these things mm-hmm. are like cell phone sized yeah they're the size of my cell phone literally they're just slightly thicker cards and, and I have Autobot Mirage and Bombshell and I have no idea what to do with them. I am sort of curious about the rules of this game if it involves being able to have cards that are not actually shuffled into your proper deck. Uh, but I'm not actually that curious about I don't, it. <laughs> I don't. No, I, mean, I got the damn things that I haven't even bothered to look. I'd have to go online because that's where the rules are and, and... I'm presuming you stick down one of the big cards and then you shuffle the other cards in your deck to use as add-ons and attacks and nonsense. But then again, I never understood the rules to Magic the Gathering when I tried to read that like a decade ago. But I did play Yu-Gi-Oh! for a while, so... I played Magic the Gathering briefly. The the field cards and things and points, it was just weird. Yeah. But, uh... So I... I I think if I... See what what a what a plastic bagged uh comic book just puts me in mind of is like I said those 
early 90s collectibles. So that's that's what I would think of. Uh, but so cards, yay. Things to try to up sales, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what sales are like because we don't get sales figures anymore. Uh, at least not no. for including digital, which is a significant per- percentage of things. So I don't think anybody puts out their digital results. I, I know Marvel has like put out like what's like some of their best selling digital ones. Like um, I think Miss Marvel was like their first or second best digital comic for a while. Mm-hmm. Squirrel Girl, I think, was pretty good. But like, no, they don't give out numbers. So, alas. All right. Well, I think we have gone on for quite long enough. <laughs> yeah, we've gone on for too long. Shit, I gotta edit. I was hoping to have a quick edit done tonight, but that's not gonna happen. Womp womp. So we will we will All wrap it up now, too. and then hopefully uh, my new job starts next week. But hopefully, I will still have time to come back, and we can do a post SDCC wrap up. Uh, maybe if we not, will have maybe we'll have news on. What comes after this comic? Yes, some point this month. But hopefully we'll have news on what comes after and maybe some other interesting things to talk about. Uh, So until then, uh, we will call it a night here. This has been Jen. And David's very, very sore throat. (laughs) Good Good night. night. Underground Radio is hosted by IaconUnderground.net. We are listener-supported through Patreon, where you can help us cover the cost of running this show and our other podcast, Stasis Pod, at patreon.com slash IaconUnderground. We are on Twitter at IaconUG, Tumblr at IaconUnderground.tumblr.com, and Facebook at Facebook.com slash IaconUnderground.